Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Hey, loyal listeners. I'll be hosting this episode myself. I've been involved in software development for more than 25 years. I've started companies, led companies, and worked for companies, doing many different things. I'm honored to be considered a leader in Alberta's innovation ecosystem, and I give back as much and as often as I can. When I'm not working or podcasting, you'll find me pursuing my passions of photography, crypto investing, and woodworking, along with the occasional round of golf. Come join me as I have an interesting chat with Nikita George. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, My guest today is Nikita George. Um, Nikita, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Cool. So Nikita is another one of the people in my new series, I guess. It's becoming a series uh, of um, graduates from the Inception U Evolve program who are now basically been trained to become full stack developers. And now they have like all kinds of new choices in their lives. Um, So what I'd really like to do with you, Nikita, because you have a very, very interesting background. Um, you know, a lot of the people that take the program, you know, they have a degree in engineering or business or whatever. Tell us about you, like growing up, what kind of led you into um, your previous career? And then what made you pivot into a tech career? Oh, man, it's quite quite the journey. I can say that. So just I would say the music passion started pretty young when I as soon as I moved to Canada um, I really enjoyed it and then I wanted to do a degree in it like I wanted to pursue a performance degree this was just after high school and so as soon as I got into music um, not only I studied about performance I, I it was just other aspects of music so like the history the theory and film composition and I what and I was pretty like it was a pretty interesting and fun journey but as soon as like as soon as 20 I guess 2020 came by um job wise it wasn't going so great in the music industry um and also with COVID it definitely took not only just the music jobs but every other job on on earth (laughs) so yeah it was definitely a huge um I would say a punch to the face in 2020 because like that was the year I had to graduate and find jobs so yeah, as soon as the COVID restrictions came by, um, I knew I, I had to act on something instead of sitting here and think, okay, maybe it might come to me. Maybe. So I had to like think quick, like, what should I do? So then around just after I graduated, my friend was like, hey, you should do ESL teaching. Um, that would be a good idea because like right now everything's remote. You should try learning how to like teach English. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. So I went online. I did a certification for her like ESL teaching and I did a few like like volunteer help so I had a few friends whose English was not their first language so I would go on a zoom call hey I'll help you let's do a conversation in English so that you can improve on your speaking and that went by pretty well and then as soon as summer of 2020 hit I was like oh man I really need to like look for something like either I don't know, get back to school or like do a career change um, because even my friends in the music major were like, hey, it's not going so well. I'm now working like completely different like restaurants and stuff. I was like, oh man, maybe I should try to 
I don't know, do something. So if it if it was uh, sorry to interrupt you, if it was um, not COVID and it was not 2020 and you had come out of school with this new degree in, I guess, music arts or what they formally call that a degree. Um, but what would it what would have been your path? What do you think you would have done? Are you thinking like um, orchestra, a member of an orchestra or a solo career in something or like what were you thinking at the time? Um, there was a couple of options I was thinking. Um, one, I was kind of aiming for a music teaching. So uh, through the uh, Long and McQuaid. So they would do like private lessons for students who need like I don't know, for me in case, like for flute, so I could teach students how to teach flute. Um, I've, I've sent out uh, some of my projects for film composition. I'm really like, I, it's like my, I really love film composition. So I sent oh, out, me. yeah, so I sent out some of my work to a few music industries in Calgary and they're also not doing so great. So I was like, okay, why not give it a shot? So yeah, those were the options that I was thinking of. Um, okay and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then back on your original uh, train of thought that I interrupted you on. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I just went online and I was like, okay, I guess I gotta study this city because maybe I'll look up like, what are the top demands in jobs hiring right now as we speak. So I looked it up and the first number one was tech, like software development tech. And I was like, oh, wow, that, that's gonna be a big jump if I go into that career. So I was looking up like, courses in like SAIT, U of C, and some of the restrictions, like the requirements are like, oh, you need at least a math degree or like computer science degree. And so I applied to a few of those place like courses and just to give it a shot. Um, and I mean, as usual, like they would, I would get back a letter saying, oh, you can't, you don't have the background that we need. So I was like, okay. And then my mom but was also on the search and she's like hey i found this evolve you uh, program it's in calgary you should check it out i was like okay why not i'll just apply and, and hopefully they'll get back to me i'm part of me was also thinking uh i don't know maybe they'll ask for my degree like it's not a computer science degree so like hopefully they'll say something and right away jen emailed me it's like hey yeah we want to hear more about you but first i think you should have some basic coding experience so I'll send you two of these links and you can go right ahead. And I was like, oh, okay. This was a, a lovely surprise email I got. So yeah, that's when I started learning how to code on freecodecamp.com. And it got very interesting from there. I was just like, oh, this is really fun. Like I, I kept going with it and going with it. And then me and Jen were talking for a bit and she's like, yeah, yeah, let's do an interview. And then, yeah, that's when it all started and and ironically like i've heard i mean i'm sure most people have kind of heard that there's this big connection between music and mathematics and it, it sort of oddly enough makes sense that you would have fallen into it and, and decided it was really fun and enjoyable because your your brain just kind of works that way i imagine yeah it's funny how you say like math and music because we in my one of my university courses there was a theory class where it was basically based on math so all the notes of the of, of the keyboards are based on a clock. So like oh. C would be a, like twelve o'clock would be C and like B. And I was part of me was wondering why what is the connection to the math? And then it brought back to the next course where we had to analyze pieces from like like 
like hundreds of years ago, like Beethoven, Haydn. And we had to do an analysis of like what their story was in the music. So we had to use a bit of numbers of like, oh, B flat is a six. Okay. And then the next note is a D. So we have to plus that. And yeah. And sometimes like, it's kind of crazy because like some of these analysis, like tell an exact story of like what they went through in the, oh wow. so like for an exact, one of the composers was, he wrote a piece and we had to analyze what he was trying to say in the piece. And from what we've gotten, it's basically, he wrote about like how back then, like he went through a rough time with depression and anxiety and people were judging him because of his sexuality. And he just wrote a, like a dark, like it was a dark ending. And we were wondering why is it too dark? It's because he wrote, he was actually planning to kill himself. Oh, and, wow. And we were like, oh, that was the message. And so like, it was crazy that was one of the hardest but also interesting things how like there's always like a pattern in music and sometimes math is involved where you have to like how long is a piece and sometimes a, the length of the piece could also relate to his to an event in a lifetime so yeah it was right. crazy that's really really fascinating and i and i imagine it, it's those it's those patterns that the human brain finds comfortable and if you just if you just throw out a bunch of random notes and and people hear it, they just kind of go, uh, it doesn't like it doesn't work. And then if you get them in the right sequence, and you know you're going up and down scales, and things are are uh, octavely combined. And I'm I'm not I'm not anything to do with music, so I'm probably talking like a complete lunatic. But ultimately, when the pattern is right, and all of a sudden the feeling is right, and then the human brain kind of goes. Oh, this is comfortable. I like, I, I feel good about this. I know when you take a look at anything from, you know, Beethoven to the rap music to, well, maybe not rap, but <laughs> Beethoven to, to, uh, you know, rock and roll to, uh, gospels or whatever. There's always these underlying sort of patterns of notes that feel good. And then you have a hit song when you hit something that people feel really comfortable because they've heard it a lot before. Does that, so I made all that up just based on my own personal observations. Does that ring a chord to use <laughs> musical notes? No, it definitely does. Like one of my um, professors said like uh, music, like in my first year, she said, music is all about pattern. If you get the pattern, you'll get the idea of where you're going. And part of me, at first, I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And as soon as I went on with my degree, I was like, oh, it makes sense. Like, each music has, like, sometimes has a story in it that you don't know yet. But more, the more you look into it, the more you're like, oh, they're literally talking about their life in that span of six minutes. And once you find the patterns, you kind of, like, draw a can It's like an empty canvas. Once you find the patterns, you start to get a picture on the canvas and you'll get a better idea of like, oh, this is what's been happening in the 1920s or something. So, yeah. Have you ever seen those um, online? Sometimes you can see those experiments done by universities where they take a, a speaker and they put a plate on it, a metal plate, and then they fire frequencies through it. And there's a bunch of salt on top of the plate and it forms into these gorgeous like snowflake type patterns and stuff. I mean, it's all tied together. There's there's nothing completely different about it. It's everything similar in so many different ways. It's fascinating stuff. Now that you've taken the Inception You Evolve program and you've you've basically graduated, congratulations. Um, what uh, what's next for you? What are you thinking about the future? Oh man, that's like the hardest question anyone's like asked me. Because I mean, for now, I'm just been like trying to 
go for job hunting. I've been trying to like message a few people on LinkedIn, um, just like as how you taught me in our LinkedIn sessions. And yeah, I've just been, I just kept going with it. And one of my group, uh, our last project, um, we've heard that um, if that company gets funding, then we would, all of us would be, would become interns for that project. Cool. So Excellent. right now we've just been waiting on like, what's the update for the funding. So we don't know what's going on, but as soon as we get uh, an update, then we'll know for sure. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've just been trying to like do some backup stuff. Um, I'm trying to make a landing page so that I could showcase my uh, projects and work. Yeah, I just, I'm just trying to like, trying to code as much as I can so that I don't have to forget in the yes. future because i've heard that if you stop coding it starts to absolutely you lose it really quickly yeah my number one piece of advice to anybody who takes a um well any educational program is really just you got to start continue doing it like from that point on and programming is definitely one of those things where you the more the more you do the more you it fits pieces together and things become easier and then the less you do the more you forget and if you wait six months uh if you leave a program and then for six months you don't program at all uh you might as well not have taken the program and that's a waste of a lot of someone's life if they just stop <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of good because it's something that it's kind of a challenge that I want to keep going with instead of a challenge that I'm like, oh, this is too hard. Uh, I don't know if I want to do this. So like now that you now that I've learned all the tools like VS Code and you can do whatever you want with it, I think it kind of gives you like a lot of flexibility to do whatever you want. And so I kind of like that instead of like, yeah. oh, you got to focus on this. And then if right. you, and you got to keep practicing on it. I don't know. Every time I hear something like that, it kind of takes away the, a lot of motivation in the long run. So I feel like for this, I feel like there's, I feel like there's a future for this. I just have to keep going with it, even though sometimes the process can be hard. And I, I've heard that from so many people like Chong and like all, like they would say like the process is hard, but if you keep going with it, like it's gonna, something good will happen in the end. So I still believe this to this day. Yeah, definitely. Um, as most people know, I'm I'm also a software developer and I've been for a long time. But ultimately, you, you can find sort of a situation where you're trying to make something work and you're like, you just can't figure it out. You're banging your head against the wall and you, you're sometimes like you know, days or even weeks go by and you just don't have a solution. So you kind of go off and work on other things and then you come back to it and then all of a sudden, you know, you're in the shower or you're walking your dog or something. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm so stupid. Oh my God. And then you run home and then you're like, it's like the most uh, euphoric feeling in the world to kind of get past that and go, oh, it works. This is awesome. And yeah, it's a, it's, it's a definitely a bit of an emotional roller coaster at times, but uh, at least it's not boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, I've done that so many times for the past projects. Like I'll go for a walk and I'm like, oh wait, that's what I was missing. Oh my God. Or in the, like, like in the shower too. I was just like, wait. So sometimes I will like stop the shower and like run and I'm like, Oh wow. That's motivation. I was like, I'll know, I'll know I'll forget it in the next five minutes. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta try this. And then what about, uh, what about music? What do you, what are your thoughts on music going forward? Um, now that I have some free time, I want to get back to just practicing the flute. Um, I know some of my friends are doing gigs a lot in Lethbridge. 
So sometimes if they needed a flute player, they'd be like, hey, could you come down and do a gig with us? And, oh, and yeah, sometimes I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I don't mind doing that. Um, and then, yeah, I sometimes do a little bit of composition work. So I'll make a few like string orchestra, like composition work and play it and like see how it sounds or. Any thoughts on doing a YouTube channel and playing music on the YouTube channel. It's funny because I, I do have one. It's just, oh. I, I've used it only for like auditions for universities. Oh, okay. videos. But yeah, a couple of people told me like, oh, you should do a flute like YouTube blog. I was like, hmm, okay, okay. Um, I could give it a shot. I know there's going to be a lot of flute players out there. They're going to be like, they're very critiqued about like <laughs> techniques. Um, yeah, well. But they either love you or hate you, but they're still talking about you, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the amount of flute players I've, like, met, oh, they're very, like, picky about, like, oh, she's flat. Uh, I don't know if she's going to make it. I was like, oh, wow, okay. For me, I just like to have fun with it. I know some yeah. I know some people, like, I understand, like, they want to do it as a profession, so they're very picky about certain things. But in my side, like, I'm just like, you know what, as long as I have fun and I feel it in the music, then I'm I'm all set for music and life maybe you'll be one of those um mashup kind of people like uh lindsey sterling who plays plays the violin and she's like an incredible violin player but she plays like dubstep <laughs> violin with dubstep or something oh man those brings back so many memories i remember just watching her when i was like 13 and i was like oh my gosh if she could do it i could do it and yeah i mean now people are getting more talented as time goes by well we'll have to share your youtube channel in case you ever take off and do stuff like that that'd be fun <laughs> if i definitely have something i'll be like hey guys check out my youtube channel please subscribe that's fascinating what, what would be your advice for people who are maybe they're in a career that they hate or a job that they hate or maybe they're you know they didn't finish high school and they're um you know working at some kind of we'll call it a dead-end job although i don't ever believe that because i think every single job is a needed job but let's say they're in a job that they're not happy with let's leave it at that you pivoted your career like 180 degrees or it, it's just it's just an amazing change what, what would your advice be for someone who's sitting there wondering hey i wonder what i should do just do it make the change because if you wait too long you might miss that opportunity there like for me i if i didn't email jen right away i would have missed a whole new opportunity for to not only have a career change but also to meet amazing people and to learn a new skill in life, which is like very useful nowadays. Because I, I also had past jobs where I was just like, oh man, like this is, everyone's like, this is, I don't see a future in this because it, because I used to do a, a couple of like sales jobs and it, there'll be times where every time I wake up, I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go. Like, I don't know, the people are rude. Like, I just, I just want to do something that I love. And finally, I think last year definitely woke me up and I was like, okay, just do it. Just go for it. Even if that, in, that imposter syndrome, like, oh, I don't have a degree. I don't have experience. Just do it. Like if you have a really big fear, but you just do it, sometimes it's like the best results in life. That's great. That's great advice. And um, with the with the degree comment, um, I, I'm, I'll just put my two cents in there. And I know I know a lot of master's degree and PhD people who are in computer science and are really, really focused on, on that kind of a world are going to disagree 100% with me. But when it comes to actually making a living as a programmer, 
uh, you literally just need how to, to know how to program. And so whatever your background, it doesn't matter because if you enjoy programming and you, and you find it fun and you, and you learn the skills to do it. Um, yeah, you may not have the same skill set and, and knowledge as somebody who just came out of computer science at the university of Calgary or something, but in three or four years, you're both going to be, uh, basically on the same level as working, you know, paid developers with the various, uh, amount of experience that you have picked up over that time. Um, you know, and it's not, of course, it's not fair to say that you would be equal because, uh, you know, the computer science degree would, would have a sort of a vast amount of other, uh, scientific knowledge and mathematical knowledge and stuff. But when it comes to actually writing code and building up an application, you'd be on par with, with anybody else after a bit of experience. So, um, you know, I like to tell people in university, you spend, you know, 90 or a hundred thousand dollars in four years of your life. And you come out with the ability to get a job that somebody else could have got after a three or six month bootcamp program and spending, you know, less than 20,000. Um, it's, and, but they now have three years of work experience <laughs> by the time you graduate from university. So it's, it's a really interesting, um, it's an, it's an interesting way to look at things. And I strongly encourage people, no matter what their background is, um, if they, if they're interested in hopping into the tech industry and becoming a software developer or, or data scientist or whatever, there's all kinds of really, really cool programs. Um, obviously I'm partial to the Inception U program, um, but there's other ones out there as well, Lighthouse Labs and, and those other programs that can be like super, super life-changing experiences for people. So yeah, that's for sure. That's so cool. It was really, really super fun to talk to you, Nikita. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. If anyone is looking for uh, a new developer with a super great, fun charming personality who you know wants to have that culture fit on their team and have a you know really really great experience um they should talk to nikita her linkedin link will be in the show notes along with mine in case anybody wants to connect and um you have any closing uh, comments or remarks nikita i mean this has been a great like i'm happy to be here but at the same time i feel like it's all coming fast like all of like the skill sets and like meeting people making connections like it's almost like a it's like an amazing dream um so like it's just like i'm just happy to like share my side of the story and hopefully there might be someone who's like me who's like oh should i do it uh, if someone's hearing this and they have that imposter syndrome of doing it just do it because it'll be the greatest ending you'll ever have i couldn't have said that better myself thank you so much Everybody tune in next week. Uh, every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m., we drop a new episode of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast. If you'd like to be a guest, a host, or a sponsor of the show, please give me a, a ring, rainforestpodcast at gmail.com, and um, we'll get you set up. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Nikita. Cheers. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode is brought to you by Community Now Magazine. Engage, 
Inspire, Educate Together. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.